Board Round, session number 44. The moment you step foot on campus as a medical student, you are gearing up for one of the biggest tests you'll ever have to take, USMLE Step 1 or Comlex Level 1. The medical school headquarters and board vitals are going to help you prepare for your first board exam with questions, pearls of information, and guidance to make sure you have what it takes to score high and match into your specialty of choice. Welcome to Board Rounds. Thank you so much for taking some time to listen today to a great episode where we dive into some more great questions to help you maximize your step one or level one score. Now I'm joined by Dr. Mike Natter from Board Vitals. If you are looking for some help with your step one or level one, go check out Board Vitals at boardvitals.com and use the promo code BOARDROUNDS, that's all one word, BOARDROUNDS, to save 15% off any of the packages that you buy there at Board Vitals. Now, if you're looking for QBanks, they have you covered with like 1,700 and 1,900 questions, tons of questions to get you the, the prep that you need, right? If you ask anyone, the best way to prepare for step one, for level one, is to maximize the number of questions that you do. And obviously not just doing the questions, but reading the explanations. And Board Vitals does an amazing job of giving you really fully in-depth answers and, and explanations as to why the right answer is right, why the wrong answers are wrong. That is what makes a great product. That is what makes a great prep product for you to maximize your step one for your level one score. So again, go to boardvitals.com, use the promo code Board rounds to save 15% off. Let's go and jump into our episode today. Dr. Mike Natter, how are you today? Doing well, sir. How are you? I'm great. You ready to rock out some board rounds? Let's get some board rounds going. Help some students pass their step one, level one test. Uh, not only pass, they're going to crush it. Crush it. Yes. And go on and, and match into the most competitive specialty ever. All dermatologists and orthopods are going, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> you know what's scary to me is when I see the the average um, step one scores nowadays compared to when I took step one, I'm like, wow, like people have gotten really smart or the tools that they're using are, are helping them a lot more. Yeah, it's really a shame. Uh, you know, but I, if I can, I will say, I'm going to get on my soapbox just for a quick yep, second. soapbox. I do not think that, and in fact, I know that your IQ and your prowess as a physician is certainly not correlated to your step one score and do not believe otherwise if anyone tells you. I think unfortunately things have become so competitive that they needed a line in the sand in order to kind of figure out who they can accept into their very small programs. Yep. Um, and so they're using step one because it's like one of the few measures that's, you know, level throughout. But um, if you don't crush your step one and you pass it, at, you know, at a minimal margin or, or if you fail it, it's not a reflection on your IQ. It's not a reflection on the kind of doctor you're going to be. Keep yeah. that in mind. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think rightfully so. Uh, I am an advocate for step one going pass fail. I know there's a big push for it. Uh, I, I think it's inevitable at this point with um, the fact that it's a licensing exam. And so there's really no reason for it to be scored. Uh, mm -hmm. And and just the increase in the suicide rate, unfortunately, in medical students and, mm -hmm. and depression tied to just the, the pressure put on students to do so well on this because 
residencies are using it as a as a factor and let them let them let the residency programs figure out a different way to to uh, judge you i agree i agree all right with that said uh, <laughs> let's let's jump <laughs> until in until that change happens exactly until that happens let's let's help you crush step one let's do it all right so we're going to talk a little bit about some anatomy questions and uh you might call this more of a uh, neurology question but we'll we'll dive in all right which of the following accurately describes the function of the trigeminal nerve and its major divisions? A, the branchial motor fibers in the maxillary branch supply the parotid gland. B, loss of the gag reflex when the soft palate is touched indicates a lesion affecting the tero, excuse me, the tero, pterogopalatine branch of the trigeminal <laughs> nerve. Mm, Easy for you to say. The efferent fibers that mediate the corneal reflex travel in the nasal ciliary nerve derived from the ophthalmic division of the trigeminal nerve. D, taste sensation for the anterior two-thirds of the tongue is carried in the lingual nerve, a branch of the mandibular division of the trigeminal nerve, V3. Or E, the masseter and temporal muscles are supplied with somatic afferents that travel in V2. Oh, boy. <laughs> Um, yeah, so well, you can't even pronounce half of the words in here. You know, it's going to be a hard one. I think that's the the judge of all these questions. So right off the bat, because I listened to board rounds, I remember that there was the special fibers in the facial nerve that did the uh, taste for the anterior two thirds of the tongue. So I'm going to cross out D automatically. Uh, do you remember what that what that's called? That that uh, that one was called the. Ooh, I don't remember what that one's called. That's okay. That's okay. I think it's the corda tympani. Yeah, yeah. Okay, got to remember that. All right, but at least I remembered facial, not trigeminal. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, so, oh man. Motor fibers in the maxillary branch supply the parotid gland. The motor fibers, parotid gland. There's, I don't, I just don't, like motor fibers and parotid gland just don't go together in my head. Um, but I don't, I don't know about that. So I'll put that one on the back burner. Loss of the gag reflex when the soft palate is touched indicates a lesion affecting the pterid go palatine branch of the trigeminal nerve. Uh, I don't remember that off the top of my head. Uh, most of these I don't remember, so this is this is a hard one. Uh, corneal reflex. Um, I don't remember. I remember something about. Oh man, I don't remember corneal reflex at all. Never mind. Uh, Masseter and temporal muscles uh, supplied with somatic afferents that travel in V two. Um, so this this one, I don't remember the uh, the trigeminal nerve enough to to remember all of these. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm, this I'm this you. is not anatomy. This is, this is neurology. <laughs> yes, this is not only is this neurology. This is like very specific granular minutia of of that. Um, and it's unfortunate because again, this is one of those questions that you know you can't even really clinically correlate and it's, it's a getting very specific. So you have to kind of just memorize some of this. And I have to admit like complete ignorance. I really had to re like review and look some of this stuff up to remind myself the basics that, that I remember of the trigeminal nerve is that there's three branches and one goes to the cornea, one goes to the masseter. I think one goes a little farther down South and yep. that's all I remember, honestly. But, um, 
anyway. <laughs> anyway, the the only um, thing that I really know, and, the, and this is a, a random tangent, but it's it's important to know. Uh, a lot of people don't realize that the trigeminal nerve also has some some. Uh, that branches is the right word, but it dips down into the spinal cord. And so there's a spinal trigeminal nucleus that, right. um, and, and I, I know that because I have a lesion in my spinal trigeminal nucleus that causes oh. facial symptoms for right. a lesion in my spinal cord. And, and my wife being a neurologist, she's like, wow. She's like, I, I never, th I never put two and two together when people come in with facial stuff. I never image their C-spine, but now I will. So. Yeah, that's no, that's, uh, that's uh, yeah. So, do you have like a variant of trigeminal neuralgia? Um, I, I guess you could call it that. Um, I mean, it's just my my trigeminal nerve is all screwed up because of the lesion. Where I can, it's 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 a cool little parlor trick. I can tap my lip, and I I feel zinging on the top of my head. <laughs> it's all well, crosswired. Sorry to hear that. Yeah, I mean, my understanding is the folks that have actually like true, true, and true trigeminal nerves, it's very, very painful. And yeah, luckily I don't have much pain. And uh, okay. unless the lesion is acting up, then it's a little just uncomfortable. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, it's all right. No biggie. Um, so when if just getting back to the question, yeah, the only other things that I did recall um, from from anatomy so many years ago is the gag reflex. I yeah. always assumed. Um, or recalled very distinctively that I think um, cranialers uh, nine and ten, uh, specifically, it's I think it's the glossopharyngeal and the vagus are very related to that. But um, after reviewing, I actually uh, found that there is some sensory fibers that are coming off of the trigeminal that are mediating that the gag reflex, and so that's why B here is actually correct, where the mm -hmm. loss of gag reflex when the soft palate is touched touch, meaning the afferent side, or excuse me, the, um, yeah, yeah, the afferent sensory side indicates that there's a lesion that's affecting that, uh, pterygopalatine branch of the trigeminal nerve. Um, Interesting. I, and I just want to make sure your listeners know I had to look this up. This yeah. is something I did not recall. Yep. This is a very specific, um, kind of rote memorization that I had to remind myself, but, uh, it came back a little bit when I reviewed it. So that is the answer to that. Um, I mean, we could kind of walk through some of these other ones, but yeah. I'll be honest with you. Um, a lot of this is going to be really memorizing. So let's, let's walk through some of the other ones real quick. So, uh, a is, let's see. So the, the branchial motor fibers of the trigeminal nerve, they join the mandibular branch where they provide innervation to the muscles of the mastication. Mastication is chewing. Okay. Um, and those are the tensor tympani, the tensor veli palatini, the mylohyloid, and the anterior belly of the digastric. It's all yeah. kind of coming back a little bit. Yeah, so that the one just stood out to me, right? Because motor fibers, that's not parotid gland. That shouldn't be. So that one was just a little well, too weird. But just, I don't know. I mean, again, I could be wrong, but what uh, the parotid gland, does it need motor fiber, fibers for secretion? I don't know. I don't think so. No, no I don't Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Ask my, a neurologist. Yeah, it's outside my <laughs> area of specialty here. Um, so the corneal reflex, the cornea actually is an interesting, um, very interesting uh, piece of anatomy. So uh, very little of any true um, uh, vascular innervation. And so, uh, not innervation, it's very highly innervated. It's very, very sensitive. In fact, when we mm -hmm. do death exams, one of the things we can do or brain dead exams is to see if there's a corneal reflex. If you just take a wisp of anything and, and kind of irritate the cornea, people have a very robust response to that. Um, it's like a very ingrained response because there's so many sensory, um, fibers there. Yeah. But the blood supply is, uh, there is no true blood supply. It kind of all happens through diffusion. And so the cornea is a wonderful, thing that can be transplanted. Yep. 
um, which is fantastic. Yeah. So basically for the cornea, it's the nasociliary nerve, a branch of the ophthalmic, which is V1. Um, and the motor response is a reflex that's mediated by the facial nerve through the somatic efferents that innervate the orbiculus oculi. So that's that's why C is actually yeah. incorrect. And I'll, I'll uh, just continue that thought about the transplant, the cornea transplant. It, obviously, we transplant lots of things, but because of the lack of blood supply, there's very, very, very little chance of rejection because your your uh, immune system isn't going there because of the lack of exactly. blood supply. Exactly. Thank you for yeah. Thank you for for uh, specifying that. Um, it's also a very fascinating surgery. I worked with a corneal transplant surgeon. It's really a, a, a work of art what they do. Yeah, the tiny, tiny little sutures. Yes, correct, <laughs> correct. Um, and then D is incorrect. So taste sensation, as as you correctly noted, is a cordy tympani. Um, so it's not going to be related. And then E, the uh, temporalis, the masseter, and the pterygoid are muscles of mastication that are integrated by the motor division of the mandibular branch of the trigeminal nerve. All right. So there we go. Oh, all right. So this is it just, we, we've had several now in the last couple of weeks, just reiterating the potential um, of understanding the nervous system and, and understanding, hey, yeah, the facial nerve, I got it. Trigeminal nerve, I got it. But... What also just wrote memorization, what are these weird kind of things that we also have to know about the facial nerve, the trigeminal nerve? Where's the one little branch that that uh, happens to shoot off somewhere that that is going to be asked and really just understanding all of those um, those uh, innervations and stuff as well. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, if there's anything that's kind of weird about a nerve, then that's the thing you really want to remember because that's how they can test you. All right, there you have it. Another great episode for you with Dr. Mike Natter. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode. Hopefully you learned something from it as you learned with me as Dr. Mike Natter was teaching me through this journey. Uh, don't forget, you can check out Dr. Mike Natter at mike.natter on Instagram. I'm Medical School HQ on Instagram if you want to follow me there. Go check out everything that he's doing, some amazing stuff with his artwork. And don't forget to go check out boardvitals.com and use the promo code BOARDROUNDS to save 15% off their QBanks or their shelf exams, whatever you need to help prepare you for your next step in this journey. Again, boardvitals.com. Use the promo code BOARDROUNDS to save 15% off. Hope you have a great week. We'll see you next time here on Board Rounds. This is MedEd Media.